What up? We are back again today with the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be rocking with you on a wonderful day. Uh, getting off of work, coming home. I've been able to think about everything that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, put it into words. Everything that's transpired this week, I cannot wait to get into this. We have a great betting preview coming off of last week, which we absolutely killed. Super happy last week, obviously going four and two on the spread, uh, and then five and one on our outright picks. That made us very very happy. Uh, and we're going to be getting into all of the games for this week, the betting lines, the previews, and everything everything in between, and. Uh, and just a little bit, uh, a couple other things. So for those of you who are new to this recap, uh, this this podcast, we'll kind of recap here uh, on, you know, Sunday, Mondays, Tuesdays, right in there. We like to release our, our recap episode of the week. And then, you know, uh, Thursday, Friday, we want to be releasing our betting podcast. That's when a lot of people are going to be putting money on the uh on the lines and stuff like that. So, of course, we always start off with this PSA. If you're going to gamble, please gamble responsibly. Uh, you know, uh, also, if you know somebody that uh, has a friend out there gambling, might have a tr- have a problem, be sure to reach out to them, help them out. Uh, we're all in this together. We're all one big family. So, uh, be sure to help out our friends as well. I always start that off with a PSA. And so we're going to be getting into the betting podcast. Now, we like to pull the numbers. Uh, my my uh, go-to app that I like to use is the Action Sports uh, Network app. I like it where I'm able to see multiple lines on different books. And we're going to be kind of talking about what we do with the line. Of course, uh, you know, I, I'm going to try to predict every single game uh, with the with the current line that we have. I'll give you a little bit of insight into that, what, what we do if, if the number moves and stuff like that. Uh, of course, all of this is subject to change, but we like to do it. Sometimes uh, last week I thought was a very, very difficult week to predict, and we were just spot on our predictions. The Big Ten is a super fun conference to follow as you do follow it, and I hope you guys are, are enjoying this. So, um, like I said, our season totals, it brought up the season totals uh, last week were 31 and 20. Again, sitting about 60% uh, for the spread. And then we, we give them outright picks. Not everybody likes to bet the spread. And so we'd say, hey, you know what? If you're just in it to say, hey, I'm taking uh, Michigan. I think Michigan's going to win. And I don't want to bet anything else. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty. I just want to pick a, a winner and a loser. Uh, we, we also give out those picks. So we're 43 and 10 so far on the season feeling great about that. So, uh, of course, we're going to try to provide you the most, uh, you know, up-to-date analysis. But I first want to start off uh, the, just with a, a brief kind of uh, prequel into this this podcast. So ever since uh, this last you know, Saturday and Sunday, I've seen a lot of people talking online about analytics, uh, whether you go for it, go for two, kick a field goal, what are you doing? And I just wanted to kind of give you my insight into analytics, what I think and kind of what how we see uh, the math here at the Big Ten Football uh, Focus Podcast. So first off, analytics is, is a wonderful, wonderful metric. Uh, numbers, data, very, very fun. 
I love messing with those numbers. I love getting into the nitty gritty, breaking down certain things, breaking down trends and stuff like that. That's that's kind of my forte. I've, I've done it since I was a little kid. I really like it. Now, a lot of people are pushing back on analytics. I think it's more so because of the pro game. And, you know, you see the Chargers, you know, Brandon Stanley going for it on fourth and two at their own 50-yard line. Uh, and they're saying, well, the analytics, the math, you know, dictates yes. And I'm going to, I want to provide you with some insight into someone who took a ton of economic, a ton of statistics classes in college. Uh, and, and I want to kind of provide you with, with my, how I see it. Analytics work when you have a big data set. So when you're taking an entire season, right, you're pulling out the entire season and you're going down to a single decision, you're saying, well, you know, on the entire season, we were 60% on fourth down and we went for it or, or for, uh, under fourth and five. We were 60%. But you have to have the other outside element that not a lot of people talk about. And I call it the situa situational analysis. Who is on the other side of the ball? How is the game going? Are you home? Are you away? All of those things play into this situation. And so I personally, I love the aggressive nature of it because it's better to swing big. You, if, if you're swinging big and you're, and you're taking risks, at least you did that and you didn't just punt it away. You didn't play it safe because you're going to get railed either way, whether you play it safe or whether you're too aggressive. So you got to stay true to yourself. So if the coach is being true to himself and to the team, then I, I, I fully support that. So in the case of, of you know the Big Ten, if I see Iowa 4th and 10 lining up, going to be going for it on their own 30, that doesn't seem like Iowa's DNA. Now, could I see a Purdue do that, a Minnesota, an Ohio State? 100%. I could see that. I could see those teams lining up. But in Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, Northwestern, I don't see them doing that. So you have this situation, a situational analysis. And so analytics kind of gets raked over the coals. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, the analytics told us to. Uh, th th this is what we decided. You know, we, we have this guy. He ran the numbers. Well, of course, is, but will the analytics influence that decision at that moment, in that time, at that point in the game? And I think the coaches need to recognize that, the situational analysis. You know, if you're at Minnesota, you have Tanner Morgan, and you're like, hey, you know what? We, we, we've got him. We're going to punt the ball away. And we're going to give them, you know, maybe four minutes on the clock. And sure, they can move the ball down. They can score. But we know we have Tanner Morgan. We're going to be slinging it. We have C.J. Stroud. What do we have to worry about? Or you might think to yourself, we've got the Iowa defense. Now our offense is absolutely atrocious, but we've got the defense. And so we're going to go for it. We're going to take a little bit of a risk because our defense is phenomenal on third downs. They're phenomenal at getting stops inside of the red zone and forcing people to, to kick field goals. You have to take that into account. And so as you're sitting around with your family members and everything, and they're, you know, either slamming analytics for saying that you're completely wrong and that, that you shouldn't have done that, you can say, well, you know, maybe the coach didn't take into the situational analysis, but you are talking about uh, a robust data grouping over a period of 12 games boiled down to a single point. Yes, of course, you are right. But then you might be saying somebody on the, on the other side of analytics that, that wants it, uh, you know, you're really excited about it. And you're like, well, you know what? Again, uh, I obviously we love analytics, but you have to be cautious when when using that term. But it gets thrown around uh, a lot, and I find it very funny. It kind of reminds me of politicians. Uh, you know, some of the coaches when they get up to the podiums, uh, you see it a lot in college. Well, you know, the analytics told us to do so. True, 
Oh, but do you know what that means? Do, 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 do you really understand what that means? I think that analytics is improving the game of football. I think it's truly helping uh, some of these, these programs that might not be traditional powers become uh, better, able to understand that, that kind of stuff. But uh, that's just our take on it. I've heard a lot of it rumbling around the Big Ten. I've heard a lot of it on, on different kind of radio. And so I just wanted to kind of give you uh, a perspective into that. Again, do not uh, take away from the numbers. You still have to have the situational uh, aspect of it, right? And uh, if you're at home, you're rolling, you've got the momentum, go for it. Or maybe don't go for it because you're like the fans. We've got the 12th man in the stands. We're feeling great about it. And that's just kind of uh, how I see it. And as we go more into a, a more data-driven world, I, I truly think we're going to see more and more uh, analytics seep into our, our, our sports and into uh, our decision making but uh, that's our take on it had a, uh, a viewer actually uh, send in a message through Twitter and asked he said what do you think of analytics why, why uh, are you on the side of an analytics or are you against it you know I think it's a useful tool it's a tool on the tool belt but again you have to use situational analytics as well uh, again if I'm lining up with CJ Stroud fourth and ten I, I'm not really thinking twice about that but if I'm you know a Northwestern I would think twice about that unless you're just going for broke and hey you know i've got to at least I, i'm not going to i'm going to go down swinging right so that's just kind of our brief little segment want to start off with analytics now let's get into the betting podcast excited to be uh, be talking about that and of course the numbers as always so just to start off uh, with our first game Again, another big noon kickoff. It feels like uh, the Michigan Wolverines basically own uh, Fox Sports. Uh, they are on every single week on channel here uh, where I'm at, channel 13, but Fox where you're at. And very in- interesting game. And the only reason why I find this interesting is that James Franklin is coming off of a bye, the Nittany Lions. Now, you can say uh, a lot of times that does that does fall in favor of people. However, James Franklin uh, here at Penn State is 6-11 and off of a bye. 11-12 and all time. Doesn't coming off of a bye doesn't really seem to affect uh, the Nittany Lions and James Franklin in this scenario. And so I'm looking at this, uh, you know, over, over the last, you know, eight years, uh, Michigan is five and three straight up against the Nittany Lions, six and two against the spread, meaning that they're covering when they're favored. And if they're not favored, they're able to, you know, cover that number, uh, get that number. So they're doing it. I, I said on on our last podcast, on the recap podcast, I truly believe Michigan and Ohio State are going to be undefeated going into the last game of the season. It's going to be a phenomenal atmosphere. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, my prediction might be wrong. If, uh, you know, J.J. McCarthy gets hurt, uh, Cade McNamara gets hurt, uh, and, and they're on their third string quarterback, of course, I don't think that's going to happen. But right now, all things considered, uh, if both teams are healthy, going into that, I really see them doing that. Now, the game at hand, we've got Michigan, we've got Penn State, is going to be a very electric, electric atmosphere in the big house. Uh, you know, afternoon games in Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, absolutely beautiful. Uh, it does look like the weather is calling for a little bit of rain, so I think that goes in favor of Penn State, uh, just because of how quickly uh, the Michigan offense can score. They do have a big play dynamic, uh, but I really think that Michigan's going to be able to take care of uh, take care of the Ninny Lions. I I think um, 
It'll be close. I think Michigan pulls away at the end. I think it's going to feel a lot closer than what the what it actually is. I think we're going to be. Uh, I think Michigan will jump out to uh, to a two score lead or a ten point lead and kind of maintain difference uh, distance. And I see a backdoor, uh, you know, a field goal for Penn State or whatever. I actually see this game going thirty one to twenty four. Now the line is at seven, so I'm taking Michigan minus seven uh, in this scenario. If it flips to seven and a half. And that's when I'm hammering that Penn State line. I think that Vegas has absolutely nailed it uh, with this line. I see seven points. I can see Penn State potentially coming in, like I said, backdoor cover, uh, 31 to 21, and uh, they score a touchdown to go 31-28. I could see that scenario. Uh, so if you feel really good about this Penn State number, then but by all means, seven is a really tricky number. I like half points. I, I, I like the half point uh, part of it aspect of it when i'm playing the number straight up it is a difficult number for me seven uh we'll see we'll see what happens i just see that michigan has has too much offensive talent and their defense has proven that they can handle themselves very well on top of coming off of an emotional win uh getting uh you know the coach back kind of rally around him uh you've you're, you've got nothing to look forward to you've got to buy after this uh and then for penn state i mean I think that you lose uh, this game. There's really, again, not too much to look forward to. You got Minnesota uh, coming up, but I just think that Michigan's the better team here. Not taking anything again, away against Penn State, but I really think Michigan and Ohio State is going to come down to them, and one of them will be represented uh, in the in the Big Ten, will be represented in the college football playoff, one of those two teams. Next up, we do have Illinois taking on Minnesota. Now, uh, of course... Uh, really interesting the line so the line starts off uh, minus three and a half for Minnesota and people are coming in and hammering that line getting it up which is actually fairly surprising uh, the way that the line has moved it's actually gone in favor of Minnesota 71% of the tickets are coming in on Minnesota so they're moving that line up and you want to know something I'm on the opposite side of this line movement because I really think that Minnesota is going to lose this game now, a couple of things might be, might, you know, go in favor uh, against our, uh, you know, our fighting Illini here. Huge fans of them on this show. And the main thing is PJ Fleck off of a bye is 7-2. and two, And they're coming off of an ugly, ugly loss at home against Purdue. But I think going on the road... To Illinois is going to affect them. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. And and Illinois has proven that they can win ugly. Now, Minnesota has won absolute blowouts, but tell me the good team that they've beat. Sparty is two and four right now. So they're they have Sparty, Colorado, and FCS school and an basically an FCS school in New Mexico State. So they played two really bad teams near the bottom. Colorado is downright abysmal. And then Michigan State, who's obviously having a down year. And then they lose to the one good team that they have. I think that that Illinois controls the ground game. I, I don't think it's going to be a 9-6 to six game. I think there's going to be more points scored. I think that Tanner Morgan is going to score some points. But giving him 6.5 right now is just 
too many points. I see this as a three-point game. And honestly, I've ridden with Illinois pretty much this entire season. Why would I stop now? I'm feeling good about them. And like I said, the only statistic in my that's going against what I think is that 7-2 and two record. But I think Bielema, I think he's doing a great job. I think that uh, this game is going to mean so much for the Fighting Illini getting to bowl eligibility uh, for, you know, the first time in a few years um, since 2019 and before that, 2014. You got to realize that is a long time. 2019 is three years ago, if you can believe it. Feels like a millennia ago. 2019 was the last time they went. 2014 before that. I was in high school in 2014. To keep that in perspective for you guys. So, Again, I think it's going to be a high-flying affair, but I think 35-31 to 31 for Illinois. Uh, I like the Illini in this matchup. I could be dead wrong, but I'm going to be riding with them. Now, they are ranked, and maybe people are like, well, Minnesota felt pretty good about beating Sparty. Illinois coming off of a lackluster team in Iowa. Maybe they're feeling good about it. I just think, again, I think that, uh, that they're just going to handle, take care of business there. Next game up, we've got Indiana taking on Maryland. Uh, It is at home for the Hoosiers. And, you know, this game, one of my least favorite games of the week in the Big Ten. Uh, Not a ton, you know, to super talk about you know uh the hoosiers are seven and three straight up against the terrapins five and three against the spread since you know into maryland joining the big 10 right uh it is at home for indiana but indiana has just proven uh they were kind of living on a prayer the first three games the next three games have been utterly dominated obviously by cincinnati ugly loss against uh you know uh, nebraska and then another loss to michigan i think maryland bounces back that was not the maryland team that i had seen all year they bounce back when they beat michigan with an overwhelming game against uh against michigan state i think i i think maryland's the right side on this again if you like that indiana if you're like you know 11 points is just too much to give uh maryland i I can see that argument but i think it's going to be 35 uh to 10 i i think that maryland really takes care of of business here uh and I, and I like it. So, I, you know, if you're going to give me 11 points, you know, they better cover. I hope that they do. Uh, I do like Mike Loxley. I think he's a he's a great coach. He's doing very well right now. And uh, I think he'll get this, this boat turned around uh, here for the Terrapins, get back on track. And, uh, again, nothing really to look forward to. You got Indiana, you got Northwestern, then you're on to a bye. So uh, not, not a look-ahead game. I think this is a get-right place uh, for Maryland on the road. Two games left. We've got the next game, and that is a Wisconsin against Michigan State. This is a very difficult game to predict because both of these teams need a win. Both of these teams need it. Now, I would argue Sparty obviously needs it a little bit more after Wisconsin coming off of a butt whooping against Northwestern. But Sparty needs this game so, so, so bad that... The number is just too good for me. It's just too good for me not to take Sparty in this spot. And why I'm going to say that is if Sparty loses this game and they really go to two and five, okay, play out the scenario. They go into a bye week. They then had to travel to Ann Arbor, which they played well against them. I'll give them credit. I, I, I will give Sparty credit on that play at Illinois, who has proven to be very, very pesky this year. Home against Rutgers, which I think is a dogfight 
at this current time, Indiana dogfight, and then Penn State, which I think you lose. If they lose this game, they are out whatsoever of a bowl game because I don't think they can win the rest of the way out if they go to two and five. They would have to win. They would have to prove me utterly wrong to get to four wins in that next, you know, the next few games. They had to get four, and I just don't see that happening. So Michigan State needs this game. I think it's a desperation game. I think when teams get desperate, uh, you see you see a game like this. There's nothing to look forward to. Next week, you've got your bye week. Now, I don't think Sparty is a good team. The only way that they beat them is they've got to control time of possession. You've got to make Wisconsin one-dimensional. In the Illinois game, Wisconsin only, I believe, only had like two rushing yards. Illinois took away the run, made them one-dimensional, forced turnovers. They were able to win. Illinois was able to go in uh, into Madison and pull it out with a win. Now, you're at home, you're Michigan State, you're on the brink of total despair. You don't want to write this season off as a bad season, uh, especially going in 11-2 and two last year. This is an absolute get-right spot. And with Paul Chris gone, right, you, you always see him rally around the, the interim coach. Uh, that first game is a pretty easy prediction. Uh, the math would probably support it. I actually think that uh, Michigan State wins by one. I think it's going to be 28 to 27 for outright for Sparty. Uh, I just have to take, I've got to go, I've got to go with my gut here. Now the line right now is minus seven and a half. So that is an absolute monster of a line. Uh, but I think I, I I would take the I would take that plus seven and a half right now, uh, just because it's it's a lot of points. Now, if you're like, hey, that's a lot of points. I don't think Wisconsin has proven against good teams that they can cover that big number. Then we can talk about that. You might want to flip it. Maybe you're like 28-27 for Wisconsin. But again, I think Sparty has to win it. Uh, this is the most important game of the season. Okay, final. The final game of the year and uh, of the year of the week is Purdue taking on Nebraska. Again, Nebraska back to back wins. Phenomenal. Uh, they have had back to back Big Ten wins in I don't know how long, since 2018 where they beat Illinois and Michigan State, both at home. Uh, however, this next game is on the road. It's against Purdue. The number is pretty big right now. So if you do not feel confident in Purdue, then then, then take the plus 14. I think the outright pick is Purdue. I think Purdue's playing wonderful football. Again, they are one play away from beating Syracuse, and they are one drive away from beating Penn State, and they would be undefeated. Jeff Brom is a phenomenal coach. Aiden O'Connell is a great quarterback. Uh, I think 14 is right on the money for me if I was, you know, to, to, to lay down the money. I think 31 uh, to 17, I think that's that's right where I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think Purdue covers this number. Uh, they are, they're back at home. They're going to be going on a little bit of a win streak. And I think Purdue does it, you know, off of a, an emotional win. A lot of people might be thinking of a letdown, but I think it's more impressive that Nebraska has won two back-to-back Big Ten games for the first time since, uh, you know, 2018. That was a big emotional thing. 
I just don't think that, that they've got the firepower, especially on the road. Uh, Nebraska falls. However, they've got three wins, which is good. Uh, you're feeling pretty good. They, they got three wins last year. So now you're just hoping you can pull out you know a win against that the next um, five opponents or so. So that's kind of how I see it. Um, again, if you like the number, if you're feeling, hey, you know, I think it's going to be a 10-point game, then take that plus 14. Uh, I'm obviously... Going against a couple of, of, of some trends, right? Uh, of course, the, the Sparty makes me nervous just just with uh, what has happened. Michigan State's burned us a couple times this year. But that's not going to preclude me from taking them against Wisconsin just because I don't think Wisconsin, uh, again, what, where's their impressive win? You could say the same thing about Sparty, but uh, Sparty is in absolute desperation mode at home. I'm going to be taking the Spartans. And then Purdue, get right. You know, they get the win. Maryland, or not really get right, but move to 5-2. and two. You want to stay uh, on pass, on track with Illinois. Illinois is taking on Minnesota. This is going to be probably the game that I am, uh, I'm very excited to see this game. Now, uh, a lot of people will probably be tuning into that that uh, Fox game. Michigan against Penn State, of course, I'll watch it. But I'm very, very interested to see how Bielema does against Fleck on, uh, with Fleck on the road, Bielema at home. And then, of course, Maryland. I think Maryland bounces back against the Hoosiers and, um, gets that number that number's been coming down so as it continues to come down uh you're feeling good so if that that number that maryland number moves to eight seven six you know i I would bet maryland at minus 11 so if it moves down further i'd put more money on that so this has been the betting podcast i hope that you have enjoyed it uh thanks uh to our uh loyal listeners for submitting that that first question want to give you my thoughts on analytics again hopefully we're this this week there's no if ands or buts there's five there's five games. We're hoping that we can pull out another uh, another victorious week. We want to stay at that 60% mark. So even if we go three and two, we'd still be able to, to stay ahead of the curve here. Obviously, we want to go five and zero. Oh, but uh, after last week, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. And then on the money line, we're forty three and ten. Hopefully, that we can continue. Uh, if you're just picking outright, that's what that's your thing. You're only going to take a, a a victor and walk away. Then I hope that you'll you'll enjoy that. So this has been another edition of Get the uh, of the Big Ten Football uh, Focus Podcast. Uh, don't forget to uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Do all of those things for us because as we continue to build this, as we continue to to grow our our following, uh, you know, it's been amazing, the download numbers and everything, the support that we have. I love it. Uh, continue to support it because the more that we can support it, the more money we can put back into it, the bigger we grow, the better coverage that we can give you guys. And uh, we love you guys. We love our loyal listeners. So thank you. Uh, be sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Woos Media Network. Until next time, we'll see you at the recap.